You said three, two, one, record, and then the countdown actually starts from five. So now I'm so confused. Sorry, but <laughs> I guess that was confusing. Speaking of confusing, you want to hear a story? <clears throat> sure. So did you ever take those baby classes, like the learn how to tie a diaper for your kid and um, like putting them to sleep and all that stuff? Like before we had Maya, then we had like these classes that we took. Did you ever do those when you guys were getting ready for baby? No, I think I just maybe watched some YouTube videos. <laughs> well, just oh, okay. <laughs> so that's just it. I, I kind of trusted my, I thought it was helpful, but I didn't know how necessary it was. But I was like going into it feeling pretty confident. And then after watching those lessons, I was like super confident. I like practiced tying diapers on babies and like giving bottles and walking them around. Like, this is going to be so easy. And like swaddling, like I did that like a bunch of times. Like first kid, you have more time. I like practice how to swaddle. And then we got to the hospital and then she was there and then the nurse left the room and I was with our baby. And I remember like, um, like we were there at the hospital for a couple of days and on the second day, I'm like, I'm not ready to go home. I don't know what I'm doing. I was mm. like, I thought I knew this stuff. Like I thought I was really good at it and I was not ready to leave the hospital with the baby. And I remember thinking like, wow, I thought I knew how to like swaddle and change diapers and like take care of a kid. And I am like nothing compared to these nurses that are here. They are like mm -hmm. such pros. They were like sleep deprived and watching 10 families at once. And they would just like pick up Maya and they were like, go, go, go. They like figured it out. And I was, that would like really hit me that it's one thing. Like I thought I knew something. I thought I was competent at like doing these like simple baby skills. But then when I saw an expert do it, I realized that, Actually, it takes years of doing this stuff when it becomes like really automatic. Yeah. Um, and so that idea of um, of being competent and knowing about your competency is, I believe, what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Sounds like when, you're, when your kid was born, you had a line of competency, not a, <laughs> not a circle of competency, um, which, which is what, what yeah, the, the second mental model that we're talking about in, in our podcast series is it's called circles of competence and it's this idea that when you go th like in a particular domain or, or 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 subject or or craft you can become really skilled and an expert in it over time and actually let, let me take take a step back one thing i've kind of realized and it's only been two mental models the point of these mental models isn't to just learn mental models. It's actually to understand how to make better decisions. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, and so like the point of the circles of competence mental model is, is actually to say, you know what, have a good understanding, have, a, have good self-awareness on what are your circles of competence. So, you know, uh, where, like, what are the types of decisions that, that you can make that you are, experienced and skilled enough to make uh, versus yeah. seeking out uh, versus making decisions in, in domains or in topics or in subjects where you don't have a circle of competence and you need to either build that circle of competence up or, or seek someone who does have a circle of competence in that craft to help you make a great decision. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, one line that I thought was interesting was it said, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it's a you know a good indicator of a circle of competence is knowing what you don't know. So this this idea of um, you, you know when 
when you learn at a high level about a subject, you just kind of, you know, you get the headlines of things, but yeah. it's not until you've got some deep expertise that only uh, and, and enough expertise to know like what about a subject you don't know uh, that that's kind of when you start to have a circle of competence in a particular domain or craft. Yeah. Right. You're right. That just to go back to your first point, like the point of these mental models being a way to make better decisions. You're totally right. I think that when reading this chapter, that definitely resonated for me too. When we did that, and it's interesting, I don't know if that necessarily clicked for me right away when we did the first mental model about maps. But then when I talked to you about it, I realized actually, whenever I'm given a model, a tool, then if I just pause for a second and ask myself a little bit about it, who is the cartographer, et cetera, then I have a better experience with it. So the same way for this, right? Like if I'm going into something and I'm about to do something, then where does my confidence about my competence come from, right? Just like the same way asking about the map, asking about competence and where is that coming from? Is this something I've done a million times before and I'm about to do it again? Or is this something I don't really have a lot of experience in, but I think I do? And and even just checking that impulse, do I feel competent? Like, do I feel very confident about this? That in and of itself is a really good check because I think just like that that small little story about changing diapers, like the fact that I thought I knew everything should be the biggest red flag that I don't know anything, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things he talks about in the chapter is the most dangerous thing is if you think you actually know everything and you don't, right? And it's moving like, as you learn more about something, you get to a stage where you actually are very, very clear about all the things that you don't know. And yeah. so having that impulse where something feels very easy and you know everything should be the biggest red flag that something's off. Yeah, the the chapter ends with a quote from Charles Darwin, ignorance more often begets confidence than knowledge. And so being... Yes, yeah. Being being ignorant about uh, about a about a topic and then getting a like a tease of of knowledge in that domain yeah. in that topic will make you confident um, but you know you clearly you you only have a line of competence not a circle of competence and i feel like right. the word competence is so um like underwhelms kind of the idea that 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 they're expressing in in this mental model right like I think what they're saying is, um, you know, I, I, it, you can you can learn really really quickly, like the boundaries of a circle. Yeah. Um, but but you really, but in order to be a subject matter expert, you've got to know how to like what 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 are the colors that shade in that circle, um, and uh, it, it takes years of experience. It takes years of failures. It takes years of learning from others to actually fill in that circle of competence. And so I feel like the word competence uh, maybe underwhelms a little bit where it's, it's not just about being competent. It's, it's about actually having a sense of expertise yeah, and, and deep experience. Yeah, you're right. Something about the word competence feels like when we were in school and we would do our, uh, like our term reports, it's yeah. like, oh, competent was like the bare minimum. It was like a yeah, C or yeah. a B. And then there's excellence and outstanding and expertise. Those are the things you go for. Yeah. I suppose there's, what he's trying to indicate is 
um, not a binary competent or not, but like to the degrees of competence that you have. Yes. And, um, but you're right. That word itself is not maybe what is so inspiring or motivating about it, but the framework itself is definitely really useful. And I think one thing that kind of also, um, like we talked a little bit about social media last week, but independent of social media, just any kind of media, I think what we usually see is the output of people's actions. Like you're a football fan and you see a football game and it's one game over a period of um, time. And you see these players doing these great plays and it looks like they're making a lot of impulse choices Mm. that are good or bad. But what you don't see, especially if you're not um, really attuned as a fan is all the practice they did to get into Mm. that. And like where those decisions are coming from, is sometimes yeah. years and years of watching tape and watching yeah. highlights and decomposing things with your coach. Yeah. Like that's where the expertise. And so if you're a fan drinking a beer on the sidelines, you're like, oh, I wouldn't have made that pass, right? Yes, but what yes, you don't yeah. have is like all of the knowledge that's been built up um, from those years of practice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to joke with some friends uh, <laughs> that I would become a victory formation specialist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where like instead of sending out your star quarterback to take a knee to win a football game just just take send me out instead you know man i'll, I'll drop to a knee so fast no problem <laughs> um but you know uh one one framing i thought was really really interesting was they said that again i'm paraphrasing knowing like having the self-awareness and knowing your own circles of competence helps you understand when you're outside your circle of competence so that you can mm. seek out others who, who who do have a circle of competence and like in whatever domain you need to make a decision. And I thought that was, um, yeah, that was, that was, that was nice framing. And, and it's like, you know, have enough self-awareness to know when you're well-equipped to make a decision and, uh, when when you're not well-equipped enough to make a decision and then s- seek out others to help you make that decision. Yeah. Which which I think, you know, too many of us don't, don't do enough of. Like, you know, the funny thing about the internet is that everyone probably feels like an expert on everything because, you know, any topic is just a Google search away. Right. But, but um, or, or a Wiki- Wikipedia article skim. <laughs> but, right. You know, just just because you read a Wikipedia article on something, or you know, read a quick Reddit form or whatever, doesn't doesn't make you an expert on something. But it might it might make you uh, fluent enough to start asking some questions of someone who has a, a, a strong circle of competence. Right, right, yeah, and that that in and of itself might be a really really nice pattern to have right where when you approach something you don't know like car repair i think he has a side sidebar on car repair yeah, right yeah and the internet and youtube videos can teach us everything we want to know in ad nauseum but given that expertise takes time and that building out your circle of competence takes time the approach maybe the winning approach is not that okay let me read online and then feel like an expert all of a sudden it's actually let me read online so I can get to the stage where I have an awareness of all the things I don't know. Like what you're shooting for is not understanding right away, but it's, it's self-understanding of where all the gaps are 
which then gives you the next point of, okay, in this, like, what do I want to focus on? And who can I consult as an expert to learn more about that? Yeah. Right. And, um, and, and help build up a little bit of a bullshit detector too. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, you know, not, not that every time it goes off, you, you, like you are right and the other person's wrong, but, but more of like, a, okay, I'm, I'm asking some questions. The answers I'm getting don't, don't make sense. Something doesn't add up here. Um, that's a that's a fascinating i didn't think about that till now that's a really really good point that this i've been coming at this very personally right what where do my where does my knowledge lack and where do i want to build up my competence all those things but it sounds like it's equally useful when talking to others right because confidence is not necessarily a reflection of competence and if someone is mm. professing competence about something then this also gives you the tools to ask them about this, right? So if someone says to you that here's how I think you should run your business, how you should run your family, whatever, then the first question to ask is where does that knowledge come from? Right? Mm -hmm. Like, can you just tell me about like, oh, that's a great point. Can you tell me like where it comes from? Right? And it's one thing if you've been in the trenches and done this for years. And it's one thing if you read an article on um, slate and now you're just parroting it back. Right. So yeah, yeah. understanding where others competence come from, that seems like an equally, if not even more useful tool or application of this tool. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. I feel like we're developing a circle of competence on how to talk to each other, uh, yeah. <laughs> and how to record our conversations. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. After what? two decades, then we're finally understanding. <laughs> <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to share about this particular mental model? I mean, this is like, it's an interesting one, but I, I, I thought there wasn't like a whole lot to it. So probably a quick, uh, quick conversation on it today. I think you're right. I was just going to ask you what the, what the major kind of application of this one is going to be. I think maybe the only thing I'll add is that, something I spend too much time on these days is Twitter and Twitter, especially like it ends up becoming a little bit who you follow, but the people I follow, they, there's a lot of threads that you see that like, I know you want to get in better shape. Well, here's the 12 things you need to know. And there'll be some like list, right? So they're basically adapting old journalism hooks into social media, but I very rarely will, go into like who is saying this and like mm. where does their wisdom come from like it could just be some person i don't even know if their profile picture is them right like whatever wisdom they're professing it's very easy to look at the content of the message and just evaluate that and not the messenger so much and yeah. i think that getting in that habit especially for things that are really small right like advertising or a post you see online, the impulse is just to read it, take it at face value or not, and then move on from there. And I think the one thing that both mental models are starting to give me is just that idea of taking a quick second to pause, like take a minute and question what's there. What is the driver behind it? And that seems like a really handle, especially for someone like me, I think who tends to be on the trusting side of things, it just adds a little bit of that extra Wait, let me think about this a little bit. So that and, that that kind of hit home for me a lot in this second mental model. 
And, and, and to add to that, um, again, like one of my big thematic takeaways in even just the first two is um, the mental models are there to help you make decisions. Like it's there, they are there to help you, uh, you know, distill a complex world into something that's a bit more understandable and digestible with the intent and purpose of making better decisions. And part of making better decisions is, is understanding where do you actually have, where do you actually have skill and understanding of how something works or how a, how a domain operates in order to, to, to make a decision that's, that's reasonably well informed versus saying, Nope, I don't understand what's going on here. I don't understand how, how this area works. Let me find someone who does. And uh, and and get them to help me make a better decision. Yeah, right. I think maybe I'll just leave at one point, and, and this is this is good for me. But um, I saw this great visual, which I can share in our show notes of PhDs and kind of how they work in knowledge. And it basically showed this huge circle, and if that circle is meant to show the entire kind of human body of knowledge for even a given subject, science, biology, physics, whatever, then your PhD and your expertise, your area of expertise is like one point on that circle, like infinitesimally small, tiny little thing. And the research that you're doing is moving that tiny infinitesimal thing, like that small of a distance out. Like your idea is to expand human knowledge by taking this small little point and pushing it out. So I think when we think of PhDs and people who are becoming real experts in their field, a lot of what they're doing is getting really specific on what that expertise is. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when I talk to Asta, my wife, who's a statistician, and she's a clear expert in the work she's doing, the first thing she'll do is like caveat the heck out of it. Here's what I don't do. Here's what I don't do. Because I think a lot of that expertise is just getting really, really specific about Mm -hmm. what it actually is that I'm good at. Right. And the people who are really good even hesitate to use that word. They're just yes. really specific on what area do I have an understanding of based on like years of experience on it. And so that's not to discount the ability for any of us to build expertise, but building that really awareness of what we know and don't know, yeah. um, even at the highest levels of, of a particular field is, um, is great. I think that's super empowering. Well, if my waistline's an indication, I'm an expert on eating chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that, is, that is my circle of competence, my, the, the roundness of my waistline. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, uh, another good discussion and uh, on to the next model. On to the next model. See you there. All right. See ya.